Hey everybody, it's another edition of Trace Table Talks. Hey everybody, today's episode, we are talking about the gift of fathers. As many of you know, June is when we celebrate Father's Day, which is June 19th. And, you know, sometimes fathers make jokes that, you know, Mother's Day, they give like three three months of commercials, what you can do for your mom, the gift that's so special to mom. And then fathers may get maybe three weeks of promos to see what kind of gift they can give. But fathers are so, so, so important. I happen to be a undisclosed daddy's girl. Uh, my father went to heaven in August of 2020, um, but he was very dear to me. And a lot of him is definitely in me. And I see that more and more now that he's gone, like his spirit has really rose up through me. And I appreciate that about him as a very strong um, African-American man. And he loved his family, loved his five children, was a great father, was definitely the patriarch of our family. He had his little quirks like any man does. And I never, I hated my dad fussing at me. I hated it. He and I would go back and forth all the time. That's kind of the running joke. He could, I would just cry like, daddy, don't, don't fuss at me because he was a fusser. Now I find myself being a fusser. But we always know that with Arnold Myers, his bark was so much bigger than his bite. He did not want anybody to be offended by him or anything like that. So this is a time to really treasure the gift of, of your father. And it maybe it's not a bio father. Maybe it's your adoptive father. Maybe it's someone you just call dad. I also have like, um, uh, 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 I don't, you know, I just been so busy calling him big daddy. His name is not big daddy. James Thomas Sr., who is by, by godfather. He's also a wonderful father. So I want to celebrate him as well as my father-in-law. We'll talk a little bit more about them as well. So the gift of fathers. Another wonderful holiday that we'll be celebrating this month on June 19th is Juneteenth. And some of you probably heard what that is, but if you haven't, Juneteenth is short for June 19th. Marks the day when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas in 1865 to take control of the state and ensure that all enslaved people would be free. That's what, that's what the goal was. The troops arrival came a full two and a half years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. Juneteenth honors the end to slavery in the United States and is considered the longest running African-American holiday on Juneteenth 7, uh, June 17th, excuse me, 2021, it officially became a federal holiday. So federal employees, government employees, they get June 20th off, thanks to June 20th, June 19th. So we want to celebrate that. I know there's a ton of events going on, I'm sure, in your local area. I know here in Tacoma area, um, we, our church's uh, food truck will be at a local Juneteenth celebration. So take time to celebrate um, the ending of Slavery here in the United States, um, we're African-Americans, where we have attributed and contributed so much to build this country um, these last hundreds of years. So we think we are excited about celebrating this now as its first year of being a federal holiday. So I want to go back to talking about fathers and specifically in light of fathers and African-American fathers um, being that this month is Juneteenth uh, celebration. Um, as I mentioned, my own father, who is an African-American father, I also can think about different fathers that I've been raised up with. My own brothers, they're amazing 
fathers. They love their children. They take care. And I'm talking about on the Myers side, which is my maiden name and the Davis side. And I'd be, you know, I'd be remiss if I did not talk about my own husband, who is an amazing dad. His, you know, he has, we have, we came together with, with, and we blended three children. I came with one and came with a son and a daughter. And that little girl is absolutely a daddy's girl. She knows how to rap. Her, that has him, her, how do you say that? Has him wrapped around, has her wrapped around his finger. And that's a lot with a lot of daddy's girls. That's what we do, you know. But I appreciate him because he really takes time with his children and he listens to them. And we're learning. We're learning together. He's learning as well as a father that although his dad, Alfred Davis Sr., uh, is an amazing father, he had to learn how to be a dad on his own with what he was taught as well as how to teach his own children because his name is not Alfred. His name is Alex. And so kudos to my husband, kudos to my brothers, um, as I said, on the Davis and Meyer side, because they are great, great fathers. And it's interesting because I think on the Davis side, my brothers have girls and all of them are daddy's girls. Uh, and the Myers, I think, yeah, they're, yep, daddy's girls on the Meyer side. And then there's my brother, boys. So yeah, they're very, very, um, very much good dads and stuff, that's stuff like that. Um, so I do appreciate them. Um, one person I do want to mention as far as a celebrity who kind of fits the category of us, you know, we're always talking about foster kids and adopting and things like that, is the famous comedian Cat Williams, his African-American father, who is also an adoptive dad. He has one bio child and seven adoptive children. Did y'all know that? Um, the comedian got custody of his son and he put in extra effort to be a good father, including taking his son on tours with him. Um, later, he adopted seven more children and raised all of them with the help of his cousin. Again, that village helping him raise those children. But what a wonderful task and charge and purpose for someone to take on seven other children who are not his DNA makeup, but definitely who he has been assigned to. Um, I've heard him do a couple of interviews where he's like, his last one is on the way out and he's basically, he'll be an empty nester. So he was excited about that. Uh, he was having an interview with Arsenio Hall about that. So kudos to Cat Williams and so many people who, um, African-American fathers who have taken on, whether they're fostering or adopted or nieces, nephews, whatever they've done to be that great male role model to various children. Um, I talked about my own dad and I want to also mention my father-in-law, Alfred Davis, Papa, as we endearly call him, he is 84 years old and he has done so much in his life. I appreciate him. He was, again, not only a father to his six children, but so many adoptive people, so many spiritual folks that, uh, spiritual father to so many people who was just adopted him and have so much love and respect for him. He's been retired for a little while now, not as agile or physical as he used to be. But I just thank him for the legacy that he has given his children and how um, and the, really this community in, in the Tacoma, Washington area. He was very instrumental um, in the 70s and 80s and whatnot and different things that he's done that really has come to fruition even now. So I appreciate him. So he's an amazing African-American father. All right. So stay tuned because we are going to go live and talk about our daddies. Hello, everybody. I have been on here in two weeks. I missed last week because we had to deal with a child. 
but I'm here today on June 10th. I feel like somebody's birthday that I know is today and I can't think. So if your birthday is today <laughs> and I know you, happy birthday to you. Okay, happy birthday. But somebody's birthday is June 10th. I, I don't know who that is. But I please forgive me, y'all. I forget birthdays. I'm not the best. And I'm just going to go ahead. I'm here. Tag some people. I'm just tagging. Just tagging. We're going to stop here in a minute. Okay. Today's Trace Table Talk. And guess what we're going to talk about? Hey, Veronica. I saw you, girl. I need to call you back. It's been so busy. I have 11. No, 12, 13 hour days. All right. Instagram. Okay, you coming on. We'll see you when you come on. But hey, Ronnie, um, we're talking today. Um, hey, Marquise, how you doing? We are talking today about the gift of fathers. And I'm going to try to say this without being emotional because some of y'all know that my daddy, hey, Monica, that my dad's going on, child. He's going on. He's going on. He's... <laughs> August 20, August 7th, 2020, he made a decision. He told my mother, August 6th, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you now. I've done what I was supposed to do. Hey, President. But that was the amazing man that he was. So um, the gift of fathers. And, you know, I used to think, hey, Diana, I used to think when I was younger that I needed someone like my mom, you know, I know, excuse me, like my dad in the sense of personality and things like that until when I got older and realized that I'm very much Arnold Myers. So I need a, I need some Beverly in me who was my mother and I'm seeing that mix. And so since my dad has been gone, I really feel him now and see his personality come out, especially when it comes to children and young people. Oh my God. I was at some place the other week and I was talking to some young people. Oh, I just messed up Instagram. There we go. Um, hey, Andy. Yeah, just like him, huh, Ronnie? Um, so when uh, with my dad, I used to think that, but then I'm like, no, I'm really like, well, I'm really like my dad, so that ain't gonna work. And so I need some personality with my mom. So, but when it comes, I'm talking to some young people. That's what I was saying. And my dad was the type of person where he didn't care, especially when it came to young people. He would say, but he had to say he didn't care. When it came to young people, you know, he'd tell the boys to pull up their pants if they walk it down the street and all that. He didn't care. You know, he was a school teacher. And sometimes he would say stuff and we'd just be like, Lord, I'm so glad that he, he doesn't have no CPS case and no case, a case towards him because this man here, how he talks to people. So I want to have a discussion. This is June. We know June 19th is Father's Day. June 19th is also Juneteenth. So we're talking a little bit about that on our table talk. Hey, sis. Hey, Cynthia. So let's talk about dads. Let me see. So share your experience with your father about your, with your about your father. And um, let's say maybe your dad wasn't around. I want to be mindful of that because everyone didn't have their dad. They didn't grow up with their dad. But maybe there was a father figure. Maybe there's a father figure. So let's interact a little bit and let's talk about our dads or even a father figure. Um, I have a couple of father figures. I have dad Thomas, who is a James um, Thomas Sr., who's my godfather. 
and he, uh, my dad and him were about like 17, 18 days apart um, as far as birthdays. And they, I mean, they would get on that phone. I just hear my dad on one line, they get together, they start cracking up, just making jokes. And so he's played a huge part of my life. And then I would be remiss if I did not talk about my father-in-law who has been a huge spiritual um, father for me. And, you know, of course now my father-in-law and that's Alfred Davis Sr. who is amazing and I love him. You know, he's not, he's not mobile like he used to be, but he, you know what I t love about him? He is still so kind and so gentle. He still is polite. Even in his physical condition, he's still very much polite. So let's talk about your dads, okay? And I know my friend Cynthia, I know this might be hard because her dad's birthday was last week and she lost her dad a few months ago. So the first of the, uh, the first year is always the toughest and, you know, I'll be emotional for a while. It's okay. It's okay. So, uh, hey, Sister Claudine, uh, Sister Claudette, Cubine. Hello, hello. We're talking about fathers. So the gift of fathers for um, Table Talk. And maybe your dad who um, is a foster father. You know, I was just talking to one of our foster fathers, Riley. You guys may have seen him featured and he's an amazing foster child, a foster father and he's been doing good with his foster children um we're going to be um having another child hopefully go live with him and he's just excited because he does some amazing pro-social activities with these kids he takes them everywhere they go hiking i think he got a trip planned for them he does so much with them and he you know sits down talks to them treats you know teach them some lessons He's a young man too. He's a young man too. So I appreciate Riley and different people. So tell us about, tell me about your fathers. Tell me something. What is something you learned? What is something that he, that your dad shaped in you? And maybe he wasn't around like he needed to be, but even what did you learn from that? Maybe there's a father figure you have. Let's talk about him. He was a music lover, club singer, and chef. That's a, you know, and I saw a picture of daddy, honey. He was, he was handsome too. So him being a music lover, a club singer, I know he was, uh, what do you call it? Serenading the ladies. Hey, Tony, on, on, <laughs> Tony's so sweet. <laughs> Tony's here in the office and she done went on Instagram so I won't feed by myself on Instagram. That's something. <laughs> oh, okay, Angie, working. Yeah, but uh, Cynthia Quinn said her dad was a music lover, club singer, and chef. And like I said, I saw pictures of him and he was quite a handsome man too. So I'm sure that he's probably cooked and sang to the women and they was like, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ronnie says, you know, my biological dad was no joke and dad Myers, because that's my sister, uh, was passionate dad and Pastor Miller, the calm nature nature for me, Pastor Mark. That's why, um, what's his, his first name? Was it Mark, was it Pastor Miller? I don't know, was he Mark Miller? I don't remember the um Ronnie. I just know Pastor Miller. What was Pastor Miller's first name? <laughs> he was an amazing orator. He's uh, the founding pastor of Maranatha Church of God in Christ here in Tacoma. His son has taken over. Andrew, thank you, Andrew Miller, senior. He was a great orator. He could spout that word of God so big, like you know how T.D. Jakes does. That's how he would do that. That's he was like that. We'll, we'll spout the word of God so powerfully, so eloquently, things like that. Yes, Angel, good fathers are so under-celebrated. They really are. And, you know, let's talk about our Black fathers, considering this is Juneteenth, because 
you know, you and I, we have good black fathers and Angel is on here, hands down, the daddy's girl. She takes care of her dad. And that's always been, even when, when he was running to where he is in a certain condition now. And, but as I said before, he's so kind. He'll smile and uh, they took him out to the ranch. Um, he bought a ranch many years ago to serve the community and the church and whatnot. And they took him out there and they stopped by the house. And I said, you were at the ranch. He just got this big old smile on his face. It just brings him so much joy because he remembers the memory and just to have something, you know, black man owning all that here in Washington is not really known like that. But we thank God for him too. Um, anybody else want to talk about their dads? Even if it wasn't the greatest experience, you know, how were you blessed you know, to have somebody else or somebody else to kind of stand in that gap for you or, or, um, if you're a dad, like my husband, you know, he's, he has a great dad. So he's just, he continues to be a great dad. Um, shout out to my brothers, you know, Arnie, you know, he's not married, but he, he's, he's a dad to his, his girlfriend's son. Shout out to um, Arnie, to Charles and Brandon. They're amazing dads. Shout out to my brothers, my brothers in love, Alfred Jr., uh, JD and Aldrich. I mean, and they have girls and those girls are spur. They are daddy's girls. They love their dads. So I appreciate that about them. Anybody want to say anything? We're not going to stay in here long. How We're talking about the gift of fathers. Do you have a father, a bio father or a... Um, mentor that you have. Hey, JJ. Hey, Ty Tiana and Nadia. You know, we want to celebrate them. We want to celebrate them. Tia, my son has a tremendously great father. I bless God for my husband. Come on, women. And you know what? That brings me a point. Women, when you have a good husband or you got a brother or you got some male figure who is trying their hardest, doing their best, you got to celebrate them. Angel said it. Good fathers are under-celebrated, you know, and it's, you know, in the African-American community, we, we're like, oh, he's such a good dad. He's such a good dad because we've had so many that are not, that are not, that are not good dads that, you know, don't keep their promises to their children who don't show up for their kids who are just absent from their children and somebody else has to fill in the gap. And so people like my husband, Alex Davis, they fill in those gaps. They fill in those gaps when the bio dad's not there. They fill in those gaps. Men like, you know, again, my father, you know, Pastor Alfred Davis, so many men, I can go on and on and on, who fill in the gaps for those men who are not taking responsibility for their children. So, you know, we want to celebrate them as women. We got to lift them up, especially as black women with our black men. We got to lift them up. We have to lift them up. They have enough going on in the world. They don't need to come home to you nagging. That's a whole nother thing. That's not going to be on trade table talks. Because that's another situation. Y'all need to hear all that? You need to celebrate your husbands who are great fathers. So Tia, thank you for saying that. My kids got a good dad too. Yes. Um, yeah, Cynthia, she said that my uh, A. Myers, that was my dad, uh, was the closest to your father figure. I appreciate that. See, he was a father. You could be a father to the fatherless. <laughs> father to the fatherless, okay? And we want to celebrate these fathers because... We know that, especially again, in the spirit of Juneteenth with African-American fathers, they get such a bad rap. And they get such a bad, we want to dispel that myth that they don't want to take care of their kids. There's a lot of men who are trying. And some of us, women, make it hard when we got baby daddies. We make it hard for them to be a daddy. Again, that's another topic. We'll get on that later. 
Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to come out here and celebrate with you all the gift of fathers. And if you uh, know somebody that's out there who is an amazing father, celebrate them. Tell them how awesome they are. Lift them up. If you just, you don't even know them. You just see a brother with his his child or a man. I love seeing when men, young men particularly, are holding their babies and stuff. And you see the little, no matter what color they are, and the baby's just holding on to their dad. I love seeing that. Compliment that man. Tell him, good job, okay? Let's build each other up, all right? So this month's topic for us in June is courage. So we want to celebrate our African-American men this month for their courage. In spite of all that they face with systematic racism, keeping them away from their families, whether it was in the past, you know, going to Vietnam War, many of them died there, welfare system, and even now with the drastic number of imprisoned African-American men, still they have the courage to face all of these setbacks and provide for their families the best that they know how and can do. We commend you all. Thank you for your courage. And our moment of promo for this week is Sir Dakari Lawn Maintenance. This is owned and operated by John DeTore, otherwise known to us as the Deacon. And there's various ways you can get in touch with him, 253-592-0169 or email him at s dlm at sirdakariellc.com. That website, sirdakariellc.com. Dakari is spelled D as in dog, A-K-A-R-R-I. Let him hook up your lawn services. He'll do a fantastic job for you. So faith is our monthly topic for this month. And at JMC, we are committed to the development of our growth, of all of our kiddos. We have faith that we have what it takes to instill what these children need to thrive, even within their situations of not being at home with their parents. And so if you are a parent who has a child who is on the autism spectrum, I also wanna encourage you that you can have faith in yourself that you're gonna give that child everything they need to be successful. Just keep believing in yourself, keep being curious about your child and providing the resources that that kiddo needs. Okay, we're going to wrap this up again. We're always recruiting for foster parents. This is the sole reason why we do this every other week so that we can get more foster parents. And I'm glad to report that we do have foster parents. We got another one licensed. And then um, there's one more application that we're starting the process with and another person we're starting the process with. So we are moving straight away with getting foster parents for these children. So thank you. If you're interested, check us out. Fosters at jmckids.com. Reach out to us and let us help you out. You can also call us at 360-313-7658. You can also call us there if you are interested in working for us. We're always hiring in our homes as well as K-State support and subcontracting for family time visits. All right. Thank you so much. It's another edition of Trey's Table Talk. See you next time.